Some people, when they walk into a room, command attention. You can feel their presence as soon as they step into the room. Most of us know a person like that. For me, that person has always been my father. His voice can transcend rooms. He'll tell you stories that are one of a kind with the gift of a great storyteller. It's not about who's ahead of you while the race. You have not finished the races yet. It's just start beginning your life. You get there. It's not, life's not a race to begin with. You're, you're your own competition, remember that. Just go one step at a time. And I can tell you, think differently. Think differently, think safe. He's built a successful career. He solves everyone's problems. He's well-read. He's always held a spotlight. So naturally, growing up, I gravitated toward it. He was a role model, and I wanted to grow up to be like him. That would be my story. But then something changed. When I left home in June of 2017 to study, I carried all the dreams to be like my father. Instead, as time passed, I started to feel an absence in my life. It felt like something was desperately missing. It's funny how only through distance from the familiar do we gain perspective. The absence I felt was my mother's. She was someone who was always around growing up. But when our interactions became limited to short conversations over the phone, and all we had were these concentrated moments of time, I began to get to know her in a way that I did not growing up. And that's when I felt a shift inside of me. If my dad's voice can transcend rooms, you often have to strain your ears to hear mum. That 24 inches by whatever is good, not the size. Hmm. It's not too big. She's the listener of the family. So sometimes, and quite often, the quiet one. She's the invisible force that has kept the wheels of the house running. She makes sure that we're all taken care of, that comfort is a given. My heart is saying to the hand with the bells and then a few lotuses around because it's symbolic to pray. And that's what the story is about. This story is about my mum and her journey as a caregiver, as a homemaker. Do I sound okay? Yeah, I think you do. All right. Hi, mom. Hi, Rio. <laughs> okay. Thank you for doing this again. It's my honor and privilege. <laughs> okay. I need to find my question list. I lost it. I found it. To tell the story, I decided to sit with my mother and to talk to her about her journey as a caregiver, as a homemaker, and what it's all come to mean to her over the years. But before I did that, I also wanted to trace her transition into becoming a caregiver. I'm 25 today. My mother got married at 26, and she had me at 27. Thinking back to all those years ago, when my mom was 25, I wanted to trace who she was and how she saw herself back then. I would say that I was a very uh, liberal person. I was a free spirit. I came from a very modern and my parents just let me live how I wanted to without any rules, rituals, etc. At 25, my mom was living with her family in Mumbai. Having shuffled between a few jobs by then in real estate and fashion, she was now working as a flight attendant for an Indian airline. From stories I've heard about her, I've learned that she was shy, but social, sensitive, but strong. 
When mom and I would go through old photographs and she showed me pictures from her youth, in almost all the photographs she always looked so put together. Her dark black hair looking wild but perfect, her outfits thoughtfully curated. I was always amazed. So growing up, uh, I, I was immensely fond of dressing up in clothes, yeah. So, and my mom uh, had a sewing machine at home. So back then, we didn't have any big brands in India. So basically, we didn't have any nice stores. We didn't have any clothes easily available to us. But I knew early on as a child that when I left the house, I always wanted to be dressed the best. So I remember when I was growing up, uh, my friend uh, would get, the Vogue magazine. She was a flight attendant with there and there, and she'd get the Vogue magazine, and, and I always borrow it from her. And many a times, I'd see some dresses, and I'd tell mom, you know, could you make this one for me? Uh, you know, I'm going out. I need this particular one. So for me, that has always been uh, something very important to me. The way I dress, it's it's important for me. While working as a flight attendant, my mom met my dad a pilot, and they fell in love. A little over a year later, they were engaged to be married. And a little over a year after that, I was born. Around this time is also when my mom decided to leave her job and focus on building her family and taking care of me. Like so many Indian women, she left her job to pursue another one, as a homemaker, as a caregiver. Uh, so I wasn't prepared. I wasn't prepared for a huge transition because I come from a nuclear family where there was just four of us and my brother left home when he was 19. So when I moved uh, with my in-laws, so you know in India, typically what happens is when you get married, you don't get married just to your husband, you get married into the family. And in our case, the family being a big joint family with 16 members. Now, having said that, 16 members is a lot, and it's not like I had to take care of 16 members, but it's a new ballgame entirely because you're suddenly in a house where there are so many people, and you look after your husband, you look after your father-in-law, and um, there are little things that come up which you didn't even anticipate. The theme of her 20s was now fading and merging into this new chapter of her life where managing the house, taking care, became her primary role. But she adapted. Part of it came from learning on the job and adapting slowly to this new life she chose for herself. But a big part of it, I learned as we conversed, came from her mother. So whatever I have learned has been from my mom. Whatever caregiving I give today is all something that inherently I have received from her. And today, whatever I do is something that she did for me or for the others around her. And yeah, I think it really comes from a place where my growing up years with my mom has been. Like me, she began to define care through her mother. You know, so I could give you a small example. Mom is sitting at home and she's busy cooking and she's got meals to prepare and I remember this one day that my cousin walked in and she was getting engaged and she said that I bought this suit from somewhere and auntie it's not fitting me right can you just drop everything can you alter it for me so that I can wear it tonight 
because I, you know, my mom used to sew. So my mom dropped everything she was doing and she gave my cousin the fitting that she required. And I think that's what caregiving is, isn't it? Just dropping what you're doing and looking out for people who need you there. Yeah. Just dropping what you're doing and looking out for people who need you there. In many ways, over the years, I've seen my mom do exactly that. When the pandemic hit our family and my father contracted COVID, she transformed into caregiver within minutes, staying by his side and eventually quarantining with him. And uh, so, yeah, and when I woke up in the morning, I was good and he wasn't well and when I say he wasn't well he was really not well like the first day he was really bad so I couldn't just walk out of the room and quarantine myself and say okay now I'm going to look after you at a distance you know because um, uh, he needed me there so I immediately got in touch with the doctor. When the first lockdown was announced in both India and the US where I was living at the time she found new ways to connect with me. So I had no idea that I would even ever write a poem to begin with. But I felt the need to reach out to you. I wanted to connect with you on a more personal level. And I wanted to make sure that you're doing well, considering the lockdown and everything. So it was my way of reaching out to you to make you feel positive and good about yourself. So it was late at night here in Mumbai and I would write to you. Just words, a few simple words from my heart. And yeah, that's, that's where the poetry came in, just trying to reach out to you to make sure that you're doing okay. It was, it was more of, you know, if I was with you, I probably would have cooked you a meal or ever, you know, we would have had some food together or had a bottle of wine together. But since we're not together, what can we do together? What can I give you? That would mean something to you. And knowing you uh, being a poetry lover, I thought you would connect with this. When I was living by myself and going through a particularly difficult phase of life, she brought me this. So I uh, remember you telling me that you'd visited the Van Gogh Museum in Amsterdam. So I thought about, you know, I love art and I love painting. So I wanted to basically make you something that you would like. So I asked you then, which painting you had liked of Van Gogh. And you sent me this tiny little picture uh, that you had, I think, up on your fridge. I had a postcard. You had a postcard on your fridge. So basically, that was a time in your life when you were going through a difficult period. And I couldn't be there next to you. I could talk to you on the phone. But, you know, sometimes being there, present, makes all the difference. And I wanted to make, contribute and make a little difference and leave something significant for you. Sometimes I picture an alternative reality. While my mother continued to be a flight attendant and she didn't have me at 27. Maybe she would have pursued a different dream, but then I might not have been here. And I may not have been telling this story. I remember you called me, this was when I was in the US. This was perhaps last year or maybe the year before that. And you called me and it was late here, which meant it was early in the day for me. And you said something to me at that point. And you were slightly frustrated on, on the phone. And you told me that you felt like you, were, you had been taken for granted or that you were being taken for granted in that moment. Um, that you felt a bit like underappreciated. 
Yeah, I think uh, we all go through that. That's part of life. It's something that when it happens, uh, when you're taken for granted, it's when you give 100% of yourself or more, and then at times you don't get back what you expect, it hurts you deeply. And uh, sometimes you are taken for granted in life. And uh, it's just something that I would say, uh, you take it in your stride, you learn and understand from it, and you move forward. I think over here in India, we, we as women, we fit into the role and we just take it all head on. I think somewhere in us, in our culture, it's been instilled in us that this is your role as, as a daughter, as a daughter-in-law, as a mother, as a sister. This is something that has been ingrained in us for decades. It's like my friends, they do that too. It's something that we've grown up knowing that this is something that you do. So at times when we do a lot, yes, it can be exhausting. But would we do that again? Would we still uh, do the same thing again and put that much effort into, you know, taking care of the family? Yes, we absolutely would. We wouldn't have it any other way because you love your family and you want to be your best version for them. But there was something else she said that moved me. If you do feel lonely or if there is a day that you feel misunderstood, what do you do? Like, what's your coping mechanism? I honestly look to the right of my bed and I see my mom's picture and I miss her so much. So, yeah. Do you think, like, on a day like that, you'd probably ring her and talk to her? Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Recently, I came across a quote from an author I admire. She said that homemakers, caregivers, make space for another person to exist within. That they're shamefully undervalued and are creating an architecture for life. That stayed with me. I love that I found this quote while making this story because that's what I'm trying to convey in many ways. My mother created the architecture for my life, a space for me to exist within, for me to be able to sit here telling this story. Taking care is a full-time job, one where you show up every day. No matter if you're doing the same mundane task for the thousandth time or if you're sometimes underappreciated. It's such essential work, but goes largely unnoticed. It even becomes invisible over time. I tell this story about my mother, but I think about all the other caregivers out there who show up day in, day out in full attendance of another person and in slight sacrifice of the self. I hope we all notice this invisible work and begin to appreciate it more. Thank you for listening. This story was written and directed by me, Ria. A big thank you to Divyak Shay, who edited the story and composed the music, in addition to being a wonderful mentor through this process. The highest of gratitude to my mother, Seema, who, despite all hesitation, agreed to sit with me and share her journey. I'm truly grateful to you, Mum. Thank you.